welcome to Powering Through Life, a show dedicated to exploring topics of life that are challenging, that keep us stuck in doubt and mistrust, which can prevent us from living life to our fullest potential and having loving relationships. I'm your host, Teresa Sims, and together with my guests, we bring to life strategies, tools, and ideas that anyone can incorporate easily into their life to promote happiness, better relationships, and personal peace. Our foundation in Powering Through Life is to inspire, motivate, and ignite your dreams to life. Hi, and welcome to Powering Through Life today. I have a really incredible guest with me. Her name is Tanya J. Miller, and she is Uh, the founder of Tanya J. Miller LLC and Talking with Tanya. Tanya is an author, speaker, coach, and strategist with a passion for helping people and organizations to figure out how to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. I love that. I just love that, Tanya. Welcome to Powering (laughs) Through Life. I appreciate the time and opportunity. I'm sure so glad we're have getting, a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fabulous. I, um, I'm so glad that we're able to do this at the moment. And uh, let's just dive right into your topic today, which is mind matters. Yes. Interesting topic. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So would you want to touch on that topic a little bit before we get into the questions? Sure. So Mind Matters is actually a book and a journal project that I did literally five years before I even the book came out. But it came from a period in my own life, in my own time where my mind didn't matter. I was literally stuck in my own head. I could not figure out how to jump back into life because like it was literally you know sometimes when it's just one thing, you can you can dust yourself off and you can get back up again. But then it's two, it's like okay. Maybe stay that a little bit longer, but when it's three, four, and they just keep hitting you, yeah, I needed to take a complete pause, and I needed to go do some work. And in that process of doing the thing, I got back to writing, because Talking With Tanya has been around for 15 years, actually more than that now, but I stopped writing as much as I used to. And so in the process of me starting back writing for Talking With Tanya, I started writing to myself. <laughs> you know, saying, you know, I don't want anybody ever else to feel like this. I don't want anybody else to not know how to get out of their own head. I don't want to get unstuck and back on purpose. And then I was like, I want them to get their mind right. And I want people that care about them, love them, see them going through this trauma, going through this disaster, going through this mental health, going through this furlough. The situation may be going through COVID, you know, to be able to figure out how to reach them wherever they're at and say the right things. And so I literally wrote it, left it alone, and didn't think anything else of it. But five years later, got that tap on the shoulder and was like, hey, you remember you wrote a book, right? And I was like, I wrote a book? Like, Tanya wrote a book? Oh, what book? That Mind Matters. That's the title? That's the title? Okay. Hey, Mind Matters. Your Mind Matters. It's where everything starts, your thoughts, your how you think, how you believe. That's where it begins and ends, if you will. And so pulled it out, found it, because literally I had an old Sprint phone, and I, don't, I didn't even know what I had did with it. But I was able to find it, pull it out, work with some editors, work with some great people, 
also added the journal, Get Your Mind Right Journal. And it was my first book. And that was kind of what spearheaded me, you know, starting the company. Even more today, there's how we think about it, how we're dealing with it, everything, how we're processing it. We have to take heed. We have to do the work get stuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We do have to do the work. And I just want to let you know that every once in a while, your sound drops out. So I'm not sure what's going on, but we'll continue because we're getting most of the conversation anyway. So uh, if that's okay with you, Tanya. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm okay. switching. I'm switching. So hopefully this may help the situation. Okay. So I want to start with asking you, how can someone get out of their head, their own head, and jump back into life. How did, how can we do that? You know, sometimes it's, you know, as simple as, you know, recognizing it, that you're, that you're stuck because you probably don't recognize it because you almost become, become mundane and you start just, you're just doing by that is I literally, when I started to look back over that time, I wasn't, I was there because that's what sometimes people think that you would just be home under the covers, lights off. No, I was there, I was present, but I wasn't present in my own life and in my own situation. And so that's the first thing I would say is, you know, figure out if you're actually present and what, and then begin to work through that. And then the next thing I would tell them, recognize if you're present but ask yourself have you been living or has life just been living for you have you been things that you know you would normally do have you read a good book lately have you you know went and spent time with friends or your spouse have you enjoyed the joy and you know and then I would ask you if you haven't to those two questions I ask you why because you are stuck you and we have to do the work to get out of it so if that means as hard as it may be and as difficult as it may be to start you know start showing up in your own life start being present start actually being a part of it that's what you have to do because the only way for you to get out out you know or you're going to stay in there you're going to stay locked you're going to stay thinking thinking to everything else in between Mm, very true. I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I had that kind of a scenario last year in the early part of the year mm-hmm. uh, after the death of a parent and yep. finding out some more things and then another mm-hmm. situation happened and another situation <laughs> and, happened. Yes, yes. And it was just <laughs> like, you know what? I'm shutting off right now because I, mm-hmm. I have nothing yes. to give. So I, in shutting down though, I actually realized, uh, once I started evaluating what was going on with myself. You did the work. You did the work. (laughs) I did. I I realized what I was doing and why I was doing it. And then thought, you know, this is not right. I'm existing. Mm -hmm. And that's not living. Yep. So absolutely. Absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you said the thing, the main thing, like you shut you begin you shut down, which for you was a you did the work to evaluate it. But sometimes people shut down and they become numb and they don't want to do anything. And that yep cannot become numb. 
because that's when you literally can spiral into a, a, a serious mental illness state of mind. And so you yes. have to do the work and be as proactive as possible to get out of your head and jump. You're jump as far as you right. can go. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And actually, um, I noticed that from myself that I, w I had shut down completely. I had nothing to give or to take or anything. I actually at that point in time and, and at this point in my life found out that the mother who had passed away was not my biological mother. Wow. So at my age, finding that out was kind of wow. like, you know, a little much. Yeah. Yeah. And then what you so knew that, wasn't what you knew. And you've yeah. been around a long, long enough to like, can y'all have told me by now? <laughs> I know there were family members that had passed away that could have said something and chose not mm -hmm. to, to keep the secret. And then that meant that the sibling I grew up with was not my sibling. I have another sibling. Wow. So, <laughs> so I actually, you know, for the first little bit, all I could do for myself was needlepoint. You so, found something to do with that energy and it was positive and it was healthy, which is even better because sometimes, unfortunately, some people do with that extra energy where they don't know how to channel it. They take it out on themselves. They cut, they do drugs, they drink, they do unhelpful and harmful things. But like you said, even if you can't, you don't know what to do, find something positive to do. Needlepoint. I still want to learn how to crochet. Like seriously, I do <laughs> I crochet or, you know, work out even. Don't do it to the extreme, but do it to where it's enough to give you a relief. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, once I got out of that spot where I realized that I was um, existing, not mm -hmm. contributing, Yes. Uh, then my my coaching background came into play and okay you know so yes it did help so <laughs> I know exactly how it feels I know exactly how I got out of it but that's mm -hmm. my journey and it's not the same for everyone correct absolutely absolutely yeah. and the thing that actually even helps is when you've done therapy before even if you have something come up again and it and it hits you you have at least some tools in your arsenal to pull from. It doesn't mean that it won't hit you. It doesn't mean that it won't bring some of the residue of what happened before up. You just can recognize it. You know, if you're a coach, you can pull yourself out of it. You can coach yourself out of it. You can do some of the work. You may It may hit still just like it hits everyone else, but you can do more. And so that's why I'm always an advocate of therapy, counseling, and coaching because oh. it helps. It definitely helps. Absolutely. And I actually uh, employed the services of a therapist friend of mine. Uh, she's yep. very good at what she does. And she got me into cognitive behavioral therapy. So now I'm certified in that as well. And that is what really helped pull me out of everything. Wow. So, so you know, I'm, I don't mean to be relating this to my journey, but however. Oh, hey, we're talking. We are, example. You already told me. Yes, we're talking. This is yeah. helpful for people that yeah. we're able to relate to their real life stories, both well, me and you. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the, uh, the icing on the cake, I guess, for me was finding out that my biological mother was my aunt. Wow. So that was um, really odd. <laughs> really quite the journey to go through but you know what it um it gave me a lot of clarity at the same time so when you take the steps back do a lot of self-care and examine yeah. what's going on in your life and then take some action steps right to change your energy yes from negative to positive mm -hmm. um, then you can start moving 
in the right directions. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's definitely the case. You know, that's when you even sometimes the stuff that you don't understand of why it happened, even though it happened to you, you begin to get healing from at least learning the why about it. And even if you don't understand the why, part of that, part of what helps is that you find out that why, and you can even process and deal with that too. So yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, it's always a lot of work. It's always a lot of work, but when you're committed to do the work, to not stay in that same place, but to go from live from existing to living, you're better off. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's absolutely true. And any action steps you take, like any, um, I did the CBT course and I did motivational interviewing. So for me, that was a step and, um, action plan, action step into my healing, my growth. And I also looked at it as that's an investment in my future. That's an investment in me. And I am so worth it. Yes, that is, that is so true. A lot of times, you know, and I'll just be honest, we're by video. So everybody will be able to tell I'm African American woman. And in my community, not just mine, but even Latino community, it's a, it's a stigma to go get the help. It's a stigma to go through therapy. But the reality is it's an investment, not just for what you're dealing with now, but what you may come against down the road. And so if you can find tools, if you can find tips, if you can find resources, if you can find actionable steps that you can put into place, you're not just managing, but you're sustaining this healthy mindset. You're sustaining this healthy living and you're sustaining what if it comes again, what you can use to not let it go as far as it did, it's, we're better off. And so I'm all, like I said, I'm an advocate because I know people like me don't get it. People like me don't understand it, but it's what can literally sometimes save you. It can save you from living a life of bitterness, living a life of, you know, stress, you know, letting the stress take itself out on your body, you know, with high blood pressure, with, with disease, with all those different things. Because a lot of people don't realize what you hold on to, it holds on to you. And so you have to do the work because changing your life, changing your mind literally can change your life. It can change how you relate to people. It can change how you take care of yourself. It can change your eating habits, you know? So it's very helpful. It's very important. And so I will always be an advocate because I know that people that look like me need to not be afraid to go do what they need to do. So they, they can be better for themselves today, tomorrow, in the future, and for everyone that they become they come into contact with as well. Absolutely. And you know, I I I don't understand the personally the reasons why. Um, your community is different than my community. I, I don't see it that way. So that's mm -hmm. just me. Um, we're all human beings and yeah. we all deserve the help and mm -hmm. we all need the help at times. And right. it's not just for us, but it translates out into our families as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if we're not able to focus and function and, and be healthy mentally, emotionally, and mm -hmm. spiritually, that affects everyone around us. Yeah, and we're also the, kids, teaching. the parents, the friends, all of it, and they're looking at you, especially the children. They're looking at you, how you resolve conflicts. They're looking at you at how you, um, you know, balance, you know, anxiety. They're looking at you at how you manage stress, and they're learning. 
And some of those things they're learning may not be the best way that they take into their lives, into their marriages, into their friendships. So we have to do better as a whole, as a, as a society, as human beings, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Our I mind totally matters. Yeah. Our mind definitely matters. <laughs> and so how would, Tanya, how would someone go about getting unstuck from whatever it is that's holding them back? You know, to get unstuck, you have to be willing to do the work. You know, a lot of times people say they want to lose weight, but they don't do what it, they don't want to do what it takes. And so you have to be ready. I can want you to get unstuck. I can think you should get unstuck, but until you're actually ready to commit to it and whatever it takes, you're not going to do it. And so, you know, it depends on the level of unstuckness you are, because some of it you may require, you know, you, it's a difference if you've just been unstuck for the day and it messed your day up and now you don't know how to focus. That's easy. We can retrace back. We can work through what try, what where you got that place that you got stuck and how, how you could have handled that better and how you, you could have even channeled that energy and to see it from a different aspect and, and show you a different perspective and learn how you can handle it differently. And then from that point forward, how you can take back your day. You know, that's simple. But when it's something to where you've been stuck for a while, when you've held unforgiveness, when you've held unresolved stuff, you're going to need more than what Tanya can give you. You're (laughs) going to need some therapy. You're going to need to go through um, some professional assistance that is beyond coaching that will be able to look at what has been. You know, I tell people the difference in coaching and therapy is the coach is coming alongside you to help you to where you're trying to go. The therapist is going back to help you to resolve what has been keeping you from going. And so with that being said, some of the unstuckness may need some some real work. You know, you may have some major super glue, some some major where it, it literally is so much that you have to break it apart. You have to pull it apart. And then once you pull it apart, somebody has to help you put it back together. And so that's where a professional comes in. There's where, and, and like you said, I love the fact that there's so many forms of therapy out there now that are helpful and relatable to people. There are so many different types of coaches. There is someone for everyone. And I tell people that, I mean, I'm sorry, therapists, I tell people that, you know, you, the first one might not be the first one because you can't relate, but keep trying, keep going forward because like you said, there's cognitive therapy, there's behavioral therapy, there's um, even um, I can't remember some of the names of them, but there's kinds to where um, it's not, oh, I can't, it's not. Um, well, I do hypnotherapy. Well, I'm certified yes, that's hypnotherapy. It. That's and, what I was trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm yeah. thinking about what it is in my head. <laughs> I cannot think of the name of it, but I closed my eyes, so you must have caught me in the spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hypnotherapy is great. You NLP know, even, as well. Yeah. Yes. Like find the Find the therapist in the form of therapy that helps you. Even like there's occupational therapy for kids, you know, for people and kids that have even more difficult um, mental illnesses like, you know, autism and, and um, ADHD um, and eight. And, and, and all those different forms, bipolar, there's all different kinds for where you're at and what you need. Yes. And so do find that what you need or help, or help to even go 
to even a neurosurgeon, um, I mean, not a neuropsychiatrist, to even do some of that assessment testing to see what type of therapy you need for what's going on up there, because that's even a deeper level of it. They can they can do and run tests to see if there's something that's changed, you know, and especially then if it's tied to any type of substance abuse, you may also want to go to a support group as well, in addition to the work that you may do with a therapist or psychiatrist, a support group lets you know you're not by yourself. Because sometimes then it, you think you're by yourself. You think you are the only one that this has ever happened to. But when you get in those support systems, you get in those group sessions, you realize you're not. And there's no comparison, but you're not the only one. They've had life happen to them and they want to come together and, and support you and themselves as they work through it. So, yeah, those are some ways to get unstuck, depending upon the level of um, how far you are stuck. But more than anything, make the decision and do it when you're ready, because exactly. if you're not ready, you're not going to stick with it. Very true. That's like trying to diet, trying to quit smoking, trying to exercise on a regular basis. We don't have the stamina and we don't have the will, and this is part of NLP, is um, the, that's, that part of the mind is in the, in the conscious area of the mind. Mm -hmm. When you go into the subconscious, that's where lasting change and habits are formed and can develop. So, you know, reach out, talk to someone, do your due diligence when you're trying to find someone to help you. Absolutely. It needs to be the right fit. You need to trust that individual. You need to have a connection with that person. Because yes. let's face I it. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Like, if you don't trust them, you're not going to open up. Like, you're not going to come with your real stuff. Exactly. You're, and you're wasting your time, your money. And if you're not with the right person, they'll just keep taking your time and your money. But you won't get healed. You won't get whole. But like you said, you have to trust that they're going to do and they're going to be what's best for you. And you have to have that connection that you're going to come all the way and you're going to be open about everything. Yeah, it's it's the same as being an informed consumer because mm -hmm. you are purchasing a service. You are Absolutely. purchasing something. So if you do your due diligence when you're purchasing a car or a refrigerator or sorry not to make it sound that way but you know but it's the truth it is it's you're purchasing a service from another individual and that needs to be fitting and you need to trust that individual otherwise like you say it's not going to work you're not going to change it's not going to help you you're just going to be going through the motions again and then you're going to have a bad taste in your mouth because therapy didn't work yes absolutely so. <laughs> that is so true Teresa oh. because I've had a friend like that she you know she's felt like she hasn't found the right one and at this point she doesn't want to try again and I'm like no I don't know who you keep finding but like you need the person that and I tell people especially like if you're an introvert and you already hold things in yeah. you bottle it up you know even culturally there's cultures that it's not it's not received well to speak on personal things you just push it down you just you know and so you have to find that person that will go past the point of you blocking them that will go past the point of your walls and your shields and your defense mechanisms that you put up because if not if they don't see them they don't recognize them that's not the right fit you have to Listen, you've been doing this for a while, so you know how to hide it real well. You know how you meet that person where <laughs> they look all glamorous and they look like they have it all together. And then you say one thing and they fall apart and you're like, I thought you, like, you look so great. Like, what's going on? It's yeah. because they, sh they, they 
put on this facade, they put on this mask, they put it out there like they had it all together when in reality they didn't. And so you have to not come that way when you go and get therapy. You have to pull the mask off. You have to put the walls down and you have to be vulnerable. Yes, yes. And you know, a good thing to do, and I use this with my clients, is a permission slip. So give yourself permission to go. I I do that too. (laughs) (laughs) I have the same thing. Oh my goodness. Great minds think alike. There you go. Yeah. Well, I learned that from Brene Brown. So it's very prevalent in, in what we need to do because you have to give yourself permission to do these things. Otherwise we don't do them. Because yes, we're not like, we're not put on the importance scale, mm-hmm. you know, and that's I, the hard part. <laughs> yeah, I do it because I used to, um, well, I still do, but I, I'm a big advocate of mentorship. And so I tell people, it's not all the mentor and it's not all the mentee. Everybody has to be in agreement to bring them whole selves and to give each other the permission to tell and talk to people at wherever they're at, because if you're not going to, the relationship won't work. And so you have to, you have to say yes and give the permission because if you don't, and it's because it's the thing I always said, like, if I don't have permission to say something to you or speak into your life, then you're not going to receive it. So I have to know that I have permission first. And so the fact that you said that I was like, oh my God, me and Teresa, oh my God, we're on the same page. Cause you have to, like you can, you and I can say something even now they can be watching it, but if they aren't listening to it with the permission for you and I to speak into their life and to encourage them, to motivate them, to empower them, they're just listening to us. Yeah. But, and they're not getting any of what we're saying. But if they are listening with permission, they're and listening with intent, they're listening with vulnerability, they're going to take this all in and they're going to do whatever work that they need to, or they're going to pass it on to somebody that they know would receive it and needs that same encouragement and empowerment. Yeah. And that's all it takes is just for one person to hear this message. And then you and I have been successful in what we're doing. And that's that's it. That's it. That's what I care about. If it was just one, we did our job. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when you're talking about the uh, the negative energy staying in your body, there's a really great book I've read recently. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm, Okay, that's gonna have to. You got. I'm gonna have to find that. That sounds too good. Yeah, (laughs) it's about you know how things are stored in the body and how they affect and change you completely from where the path you were on to where you are now because it's you haven't allowed that energy to get out of you and that's the biggest thing i think is we need to take whatever energy is associated with whatever trauma or issue or problem we've had mm-hmm. and deal with it remove that Absolutely. negative energy and replace it with something positive Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, you know, you hear it and you hear people say it, you see the commercial stress isn't one of the number one, top number one killer, you know, stress is a killer. And you hear people say that, you're like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. But it's the truth. And you have to deal with what's stressing you out because stress goes deeper and it goes further and it attacks so many ways in so many areas. But when you get to the root of where it all began, it began with that stress that you didn't handle and you didn't and you didn't do anything about. So yes, absolutely. It does the body does keep score. The body does react to yes. whatever you're feeling and what you're thinking. It it when you smile, not just your your everything changes, your everything, your teeth, your cheeks, all of it. And when you frown, it 
you affect it outside, but it also changes things on the inside too. And yes. so we have to begin to realize that we, we, when we're better for ourselves, we're better for us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and definitely physically, yes. definitely physically, because it takes its toll when we're not doing the work. It definitely it does. does. It does. That's why self-care self is so important. It's a part of therapy. Self-care yeah. is very important. Oh, absolutely. So how would someone go about turning their pain um, of a situation into their purpose? You know, a lot of times, I, <laughs> so I have to just go on and say this. A lot of times my dad would say things like, um, you never know what your story will be or bring to somebody. And so sometimes he would say, you living your story can help the person that's coming behind you to be able to pivot, to zig, to zag, to bob and weave, and to not hit those same roadblocks that you hit. And so as simple as that may be, that's part of your purpose. That's part of you giving away your, your healing and what you learn to somebody else so that they don't have to go through the same thing that you went through. They don't have to, they've learned from you something that they didn't even know was even going in their way, in their, in their, in their path. And so that's definitely number one, a way to turn it. You know, another way is that, you know, a lot of times you see, especially survivors of different things, whether it's illness, whether it's domestic violence, they become champions, they become advocates, they become literally spokespeople, they become fighters and, and, and volunteers and, and, and they do whatever they can because they know what it's like. And they know that if they can help one somebody, if they can help raise funds to fight it even on a larger scale, if they can even be the one that is the face of it so that somebody can recognize what that particular fight looks like, they do it. They are changing their pain into purpose. So that's even amazing, you know, and even with you, with you saying everything that you went through last year and, and you decided not just to invest in yourself because that was a part of your healing, but you invested in yourself and from learning it through and how it helped you personally, you then went on to get certified in some of those areas because you knew personally it worked. And so because you knew it worked, you knew that it would work for others and you could relate even the more to them as you were showing them the way and as you were guiding them with the new tools that you added to your arsenal. The same for me. My matters was something that I personally went through. And even though it's not a biography, you still can tell from it my heart to help you so that you don't feel stuck, so you don't feel that way, and you know how to get out of your own head. And each thing, each each time I'm writing, a, I'm doing a post, I'm doing a vlog, I'm literally telling you from my life story, my energy, the things that I've learned, the experiences that I've had, that you can still grow from this. You can still come on the other side of this. You can still use your pain and turn it into purpose. And so every time, every time I'm able to encourage, I'm able to motivate, I'm able to inspire. I know that whatever happened, it didn't just happen. It was a part of the purpose. It was a part of the story. It was a part of the destiny. And I'm going to keep using it. I'm going to use it all because it's what got me here. And even though it wasn't the best road, it wasn't the, the nicest, it was, some of it was ugly, sorrowful, and painful. I learned from it and I got back up again and I'm here doing what I do, which is to help people unapologetically on purpose. 
Well, you know, we're very same, very similar in that because um, I wrote my book, A Century of Secrets, as my healing tool, yes. which led to, well, it's won three awards, which is lovely, but it led Yay, to, yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it led to my coaching life. It led to hypnotherapy. It led to mm-hmm. NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy. And I use those life stories as teaching tools. Yes. And like you say, it's, it's part of your experience. We have a lot of life experience within us. So we can relate to a lot of different things people are going through. Mm-hmm. And in my book, as a young teenager, I was sexually assaulted by the family doctor. Mm. And I, when I wrote that in my book, I did not use the name, but people, women from my hometown were coming out and saying, I know wow. exactly who you're talking about. He did it to me too. Wow. So I thought here, you I did. thought I was alone in this. They thought they were alone in it. But there's about a dozen that I've talked to already that have and said I'm the sure. same thing. So, you know, that begins the healing process, knowing you're not alone. And I'm sure because now from what happened at the time it happened in your life, you chose to get therapy. You chose to learn some of those techniques. You chose to write your book and you were not able to just talk about the shared experiences, but you were even able to probably provide therapy and coping and counseling and coaching for them to help them even years later because you were now ready because you were healed and you were whole. Well, you know, the worst part about the whole thing was one of the ladies that said it to me, she was 80 years old. Wow. And she was very naive, young married woman in her 20s. And we're talking 80 years old from now. So, you know, that was a while ago. And she said that she knew there was something odd about this person, but she didn't know. But then she had gone through a mental breakdown when she was older, was put away into a home and had met um, electric shock therapy in order to change the mindset, the change, the behavioral patterns, I guess, is what it is. But um, she had never told her husband. She had never told anyone. I was the first person she told. Wow. And you could see the release happening. The healing beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because you hold it. You know, the one of the things that I'm talking about this week on my vlog is unresolved stuff and what happens when you hold it. I'm literally talking about that right now. Yes. Because people don't understand. It's one thing to want to get healed, but it's another thing when you're just letting that unresolved stuff fester and grow decades later, half of that, you know, half a century later, it changes who you were supposed to be because you have not worked through it. You have not healed from it. It changes relationships. It changes family and group dynamics. It changes so much. It changes how you respond. It changes how you, you know, fear, challenge, you know, but when you work through that unresolved stuff, when you at least say this happened, which is what you did, it begins to help others know that they are not alone, that it happened to them, that it went through, they went through this too, and you're, and you're not alone, you know. Um, and it's okay be, to talk about it too. Yeah, yeah. I have safe. a friend, yeah. I have a friend that she um, has went, they went through IVF, and she literally, I told her I was so completely shocked. Do you want to pause? It's, my phone is ringing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so we've had a lot of great information today. Yes, ma'am. Fabulous conversation. Thank you so much, Tanya. I I really do want to have you back 
as a guest okay. again. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, oh, Teresa. Yeah. I appreciate it. We have a lot we can talk about and share oh, yeah. and inspire other people with. And, and speaking of inspiring, do you have a favorite quote that you like to use? I do. It's by the late Dr. Miles Monroe, and it says this, um, the goal of life is to die empty, to go to the graveyard and disappoint the cemetery. Oh, that's a good one. I mm -hmm. like that. I really yeah. like that. Oh, mm -hmm. very good. So Tanya, I would like to yes. thank you for being thank such you. an amazing guest today. And we've learned so much Absolutely. about stepping out and sharing and just getting in contact. It's mm -hmm. one step can make all the difference in your life. One choice, one decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. we can't make it for someone else. They have to do the hard stuff, but we can be there to support them. Correct. We definitely can, and we are here. I'm here, Teresa's here, and I'm sure you have family and friends that are right there with you as well. We want to see you better. We want to see you strong. We want you to make sure that you do what you need to do to get your mind right, to be whole, to be healed, so that one day you can tell your story and empower somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, as part of my coaching, I like to help people start that writing process. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very therapeutic in a lot of ways. And just, you know, you don't have to be a novelist. Absolutely. Point you form, just, words, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. all works. Well, thank you so much for being such a fabulous guest on Powering oh, Through Life. And thank you. Yeah. We will have you back again soon, Tanya. Thanks. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Bye. That brings to a close another inspiring segment on Powering Through Life. Thank you to my incredible guests for sharing their wisdom, knowledge, and experience. Join me again next time for more real stories designed to motivate and inspire. Listeners, you can get in touch with me on Facebook and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. You may also reach me at my website, which is www.teresasims.com. Keep in touch and let's keep the conversation going.